How's it going tonight, everybody? So I'm gonna be having Mary on tonight, and she's shared with us a Sasquatch encounter that she had. It's uh, very brief. And then she also shares with us some really interesting paranormal stuff that gets into all that like Wiccan stuff. And, and it's really interesting. And I really enjoyed talking to her. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Also, uh, just a quick shout out to all the members that we have. I really appreciate you guys uh, signing up for the memberships. We launched it this week and really thankful for the support. You know, you guys really help keep those neon lights on. And for those that aren't familiar with it, the membership gives you uh, access to episodes two weeks before they come out, as well as 30% off the entire shop. So uh, if you want to go check that out, it's only a dollar a month over at challengetheunknown.com and all the information is there for you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Go ahead, Mary, tell your story. Welcome on. Coming on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's see, it was probably about 12 or 13. It was right before we left Illinois the first time. And nothing special. My dog, dumb as a box of rocks, outside barking. We lived right next to a field on the edge of the city limits, so that's nothing new. But go to take the garbage out. You got to go out the back door, around the side of the house, to a dumpster. And the dog is running back and forth, screaming his head off. And he's only running to a certain spot in the fence and running back. Weird. Yeah, like when an NPC hits an invisible wall. <laughs> it was <laughs> strange. And in the field next to the house, uh, there was a line of pine trees that ran uh, parallel to the road right across the middle of the field, all the way down. They're about, I don't know, 15 feet tall, roughly. Okay. And I'm nervous because the dog's acting weird. And I just, I'm not the only one outside. Like, I, I already know this. I can eat that feeling, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, so I'm keeping my eyes on the field throw everything in the dumpster, jump back behind the fence, and I see a silhouette about three trees down. Don't ask me how far exactly that is. <laughs> <laughs> but far enough, I couldn't see anything clearly. But there was definitely something about nine to ten feet, rough maybe. I was kind of short back then, so everybody was ten feet. <laughs> right. You judge them by tree size, I assume? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was just kind of standing there. I could, I could only see part of the upper silhouette, I guess, like, like it was leaning around peeking and the dog's still going nuts. I run inside and my dad's super conservative, doesn't really believe in anything that he can't shoot or hasn't shot already. Fair. <laughs> yep in the sticks. <laughs> um, but my mom is, she was completely the opposite and she was way out there sometimes. I'm just like, I'm pretty sure there's something out in the field. There's the dogs going nuts. Something's between the trees. I can't tell what it is. 
And of course, my dad's like, well, that's why we have dogs. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah. Mom, mom gets up and goes outside because she likes drama. <laughs> Sounds about right. Oh, yeah. Um, man, I gotta quit pacing. <laughs> I do that a lot. Well, I'm pregnant and I pace when I talk on the phone, so it's like even more exhausting. <laughs> oh, there you go. That'll, that'll take it out of you for sure. Um, well, I follow her back outside and the dog has moved further down the fence line. So he's in the back half of the yard now and bouncing back and forth between a much smaller space. And mom's out looking now too. And I'm standing up by the house because, you know, turn around, lock the door. It's not my fault. She got left behind. All right. There you go. <laughs> and then we hear, um, it sounded like stomping through the grass, like something was running. And of course the dog followed it as best he could. There being a fence there, you know, just kind of pointed still barking. My mother heard it too. We went back inside. She told my father that there was something out there. But, you know, you know. once again, dad just yeah. went, huh. <laughs> Typical how it is. There's either someone uh, who buys it or there are people that just never will unless they see it. And even then, they're just like, this isn't happening. This right. is, that's not real. <laughs> Confirmation bias the other way around. Oh, yeah. And then, but I could understand why he wouldn't necessarily be jumpy. Because we had three quarters of an acre. And then there was right behind our property was another one that was probably an acre wide. And behind that was uh, a creek and some woods. Not very big, but dense enough. And on the other side of that was a trailer park. So, I mean, it wasn't unusual for there to be other people in the woods, but it wasn't a highly populated area. It was also, kind of off the beaten path a little bit. Also, who's 10 feet tall? Yeah, and then uh, we saw four-wheeler headlights a couple hours later coming from the backfield, which was definitely strange because you cannot get four-wheelers in through those trees. They're not huge, but they're small and crowded, and that creek is pretty deep in a few places. You, there was no way. So there's lights now. Yeah, that lights. was... Lights. Hmm. Interesting. It's always weird whenever there's lights. What do you think it was? Um, at the time, my first thought was, uh, you know, Sasquatch. Um, but... There, there's no way you can say that without sounding crazy, even in even within the community. It just sounds loopy. Here's a good one for you. So I used to work in wildlife sciences back before I did this. And there's a guy that I used to work with who um, actually introduced me to the, the podcast world of this kind of topic. And he told me that he had a couple experiences back when he lived in Washington. He had uh, he'd heard the whoops in the forest and stuff like that. And his father was uh, one of the guys that ran the Forest Service out there in Washington State. And he said his dad was always very critical of him 
throughout his years and was like, ah, there's no Sasquatch out here. There, you know, I if if it was, I'd have seen it because I've been deeper than anybody else. You know. Yeah. Sure enough, he said near the end of his career, his dad called him up and was like, hey, I was out in the middle of nowhere in a region where I know for a fact there were no people. And I went through an area, and as I was coming back up, there were fresh, giant human footprints being washed in by the rain. <laughs> and uh, that'll change it. So, so it's, not, it's not so out of this world. You know, uh, there's all kinds of discoveries all the time, especially in a lot of these, like, regions that are super dense. People find stuff still. And people will always argue with you, you know, oh, you know, there's no way there could be something we don't know about in the U.S. But then I go, man, there's straight, there's stretches of forest here in the U.S. that are, that are called dead zones where basically. Um, you're on your own. You're on you your go own. There. Yeah, no, they, they won't come come to save you because it's too, too deep. And in if places you go in they there, make movies about. <laughs> exactly. And those are real places. And there's stretches of forest in the U.S. that go straight up to Canada all the way down into like the, the mid to like lower U.S., so, like, there's stretches that go straight up into, you know, like, all the way straight through, cut through the U.S., and people don't really seem like, seem to, to, to understand that. So, I don't think yeah, it's far-fetched I've, at all. I've been to the West Coast. Um, I spent a year living in Oregon, and we drove everywhere from Coos Bay all the way up to the Washington Peninsula, and that is a whole new kind of darkness at night. Even if it's a full moon out, it's oppressive darkness so i can only imagine being in the woods at night that's <laughs> spooky so kind of interesting because a lot of i don't we generally don't do um sasquatch stories on here just because there's already like a really really popular podcast uh sasquatch well, chronicles that covers it and the, the reason that I, I i generally don't cover the sasquatch stuff is just because i kind of leave that to that territory over there you know it's, and it's I, too mainstream and sounds kind of hokey right so you know i try to we, we generally focus on like a lot of the ghost stuff and uh aliens and ufos and, i've got plenty of ghost stories <laughs> there you go but no I, I think that's a great that's a really interesting account and and what's interesting is a lot of people you know talk about sasquatch just being a primate but then i hear a lot of stories about like the lights and stuff like you describe i wonder what's going on there with that why there's always these lights and stuff going on are there really just uh, just some primate that we haven't, or hominid that we uh, we missed, or is there something else going on? You know, there has to be. I mean, there's what ninety five percent of ocean life that we have yet to discover. So why can there not be things on land that we haven't found yet? Oh, hundred percent. There's um, shoot, I'm trying to fi- I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, the animal, but there there was this like back in the mid i'm gonna have to look this up now in a minute here but there was some deep sea like biologist that they put in this little tiny like submersible that was pressurized and they dropped him down into like super dark places of the ocean that we haven't really been since and he described everything that he saw down there and there was stuff that he wrote down in his book that we still haven't found again so like six, there was this one six foot long bioluminescent fish that he described. I'm going to have to look it up now because um, I'm, it's going to bother me and, and I know the audience is going to want to understand what I'm talking about. But go ahead and tell one of your ghost stories. Okay. Uh, do you remember the, uh, 
about 11 years ago, we had um, a blue moon in the week leading up to Halloween. You remember this? When was this? What year was this? It was about 11 years ago um, because I was, I had graduated high school, but I didn't have my son yet. So it was, it had to have been 11 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I know what you're talking about. Long time well, ago. Thanks. Great mm. hair. <laughs> 11 seems um, like such a long time ago to me. I don't know why. The more time passes, the longer it does feel like. But I think that's all per perception, you know? We're, we're older. We're on the other side of that, you know, <laughs> of that line. Right. But, um... So, the blue moon, Halloween... Everybody in the pagan communities getting all excited, of course. Um, I was living with a friend of mine, and he's got gargoyles and wolves all over his house. You know, lots of protective things. Fun. Yeah, and um, I had recently started hanging out with this supposedly very experienced solo practitioner. Okay. And and it was really weird because she was hitting on me a lot. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh, the door's open. Um. And uh, she was a she was a strangely assertive person. Like that's the best way I can describe her. <laughs> Interesting character. Yeah, um, and I was just sitting in my room just another day, uh, getting ready for bed. I go to turn the light off, and as soon as I hit the switch, like, the entire pressure in my room changed. And this is absolutely the scariest thing I've ever experienced. Continue. <laughs> And, you know, 19, I'm still scared for unknown reasons. Yeah. Jump in bed, pull the blankets up, phone in my hand, and I'm, and I, and I just, I feel like something's moving on the other side of my room. Just, oh, you know, fantastic. like, when, yeah. And so I start texting this woman because she seemed to know more about things than I did. And I was like, there's something in my room. I need you to, like, tell me what to do or something. I'm afraid to leave my bed. Scary stuff. Definitely. Uh, <coughs> Asking the usual questions, you know, any odors? Is anything moving? Um, what else are you feeling? You know, nauseous or... Can you see anything? Right. The usual list that you, that you run through when, when someone's telling you that they're experiencing something. Thank God this is recorded. Um, How was that? And I just tell it. What? Cameras lighter. Oh. I, bet, I bet that was picked up on the cameras. 
That was weird. Mm. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you about it later. I don't, I don't know what that was. I, I bet the camera audio got it, whatever it was. Continue. Um, and I just tell her, it's like, I'm scared, like, on the inside, in a sense that I've never been scared before. And it's, and, and this thing, it can just, the room wasn't very big, but it was kind of long. But this thing is pacing back and forth, and I can sense what it looks like, which is strange, especially for me. But it was not human. And That's I terrifying. started texting. <laughs> yeah. I started texting my roommate, and uh, he wasn't answering his phone, of course, even though he was downstairs. Typical. Typical. <laughs> so get this. I called his. 12 year old daughter in who was and her room was across the hallway but she was at the time one of the most oblivious people i knew <laughs> like a train wreck could have happened right in front of her and she would have had no idea what was going on sounds like me <laughs> so i was and just like hey come come turn my light on real quick and she comes in she thinks i'm scared over a mouse or something and soon as she comes in, I guess her father saw the message I sent and he comes up to my room and I bolt out the door. And, sure. I, and she's, we're down in the living room and she's sitting there with us, but somehow still not picking up anything that's going on. And I'm telling him everything that I just witnessed. And the weird part was it was still in my room when I went back up there the next morning to get ready for work. That's creepy. Yeah, and the next day it followed me to work. That's worse. And it, it's, it's like having, have you ever had a large bird sit on your shoulder? Yeah, that's creepy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh. It, it was a pressure like that. Just that downward pull on your shoulder. And I worked at a radio station at the time. So I was kind of surprised nobody reported anything weird <laughs> during my during my sessions. And yeah, the next day it uh started following me everywhere. And That's not fun. Yes, it, it, it gets better. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Continue. Um somebody suggested that I uh, put salt around all the doors and windows um, to prevent it from, you know, coming in and out, keep other things out. The downside was I was at my mother's the first time I did this and I ended up trapping it in her apartment. That's <laughs> freaky. Dude, I always wonder. So before, before you say that you sound crazy, there's uh, I'm actually doing another interview t later today. With this girl that I had on, um, God, it was a long time ago. The show has been on for actually the one year anniversary is in like, what day is it? My mouse, there we go. It is in six days. It'll be the one year of the first episode that ever premiered. And that was with an employee of the Winchester house. Uh, but before you start sounding crazy, uh, earlier. It was earlier this year. I did an interview with this one girl 
who had like some weird mimicry shit going on where this thing would like appear as her like but without her face and it was it was weird and like her friends had seen it and it, it had gotten pretty advanced and actually she's coming back on later today to, to chat with me some more but when i started talking to her the first time since then every time that i speak to her something starts fucking with the cameras in here <laughs> can't explain it shuts down cameras Stops, stops recording cycles, shuts everything down. Um, I've had the cameras start yelling at me that they're that the internal memory is full and they're not full whatsoever. So I've had a lot of weird shit happen around here. So don't 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 start thinking you're crazy. There's a lot of weird shit out there that we don't really understand. And one of the things that I always try and I guess reference when people say it's all it's all hocus pocus, you know. And it's all this new age trending shit. And I'm like, no, I, re I really don't think it is. I want, I want people to imagine, like, I think people forget to realize, yes, our, our culture has become very advanced in the last, like, century or two. But we're still, like, super new to the playing field here. So imagine you took a bunch of scientists from the Victorian era and you took them to see the aurora, right? You know, like the, the northern lights up in the sky. Right. They could see it, you know, whenever it would happen. They could observe it. But that we wouldn't have the technology to actually understand it or measure it until I think it was like 150 years later. We just didn't have the instruments yet. We, hadn't cre we had to create special instruments to actually understand what was going on and what was causing it. So whenever we t hear about like this paranormal stuff, I'm like, what if we just don't have the tech yet? What if this is some interdimensional stuff or maybe some some different light spectrum stuff that we just really don't understand yet and we just don't have the tech to measure it yet. So people are seeing what they're saying they're seeing and modern scholars are just like, meh, we're already so advanced. We, if, if there's anything there, we'd be able to understand it. But I'm like, man, we're discovering new shit all the time, man. You know, we've, we've, got, we've got new elements that we're, that we're playing with. We have elements that we still don't have that are stable. We, you know, we don't really understand. Like a lot of these parallel universe theories are very possibly true. So, you know, I really don't think we know what we're dealing with yet. So before, you know, you, you say that you sound crazy or get uncomfortable talking about it, like, I think there's really something to it. I just don't think that we have the technology to fully understand what's going on yet. Well, of, of the stories that I have, this is actually the only one I'm not uncomfortable talking about. There you go. There's a lot of weird stuff, I man. I, I like... I, we generally don't talk about like demonic stuff on on here just because like that whole section really freaks me out and uh, understandably yeah kate katie who's going to be on later today or kate yeah kate's going to be on later today she uh hers was pretty on the edge there of like man you're really dealing with something that's really dark and that, then all the camera stuff started happening here and like the weird noises and the tapping on the windows in the middle of the night here and stuff like that that was that was that was already pushing it for me, but but continue with your story. Like there's there's some weird stuff out there, man. There's some weird stuff out there. Let's see. Um, I had just trapped it in my mom's apartment, right? Um, and I could tell that I had trapped it there because um, I had left and then come back, and it was like walking into a wall, like. Have you ever walked through a, a waterfall of some kind? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, that's what it felt like, only unpleasant, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Sounds about right. 
And it's, you know, like, like it was just sitting there waiting for me. Like, how dare you leave me here? <laughs> um, I called a, a gentleman I was dating at the time because him and his friend were really big into the pagan scene also. Uh, right. Specifically, specifically Wicca. Mm-hmm. And I called them, asked them a little bit more about this and just batting around theories. One of them suggested it might be some kind of familiar that was a good thing. Um, other than that, nobody was really sure why it was there or what I had done. And for some reason, I, I couldn't figure out why, but I had just started drawing pentacles all over the place. You know, the, the upright star within the circle. Yeah, yeah. Well, it suggested that I was subconsciously doing this as a protection thing. But theories were everywhere. Yeah. Like <laughs> I said, just, man, we, we don't understand this stuff fully. You know, we only have, have theories. Yeah, and, and the more we talked about the theories, the more they declined in sanity. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole. That's what I say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a wild um, story. I, I love how... Then, go ahead. Uh, this was just all of that week leading up to Halloween of the blue moon. I mean, it was, I guess that had some kind of effect on it. Possibly. Who knows? Some type of um, astronomical event. Who knows? It's all weird stuff that I have no idea how it works. I'd love to figure out how it works, but, you know, I just don't think we have the tech yet. I think that's one thing where we'll never have the tech for it. We'll just have more theories. More theories. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's oh, no, a stepping stone to it, discovery. Keeps it open. And because and, with theories, the possibility of the results are limitless. They are. Before anybody okay. corrects me, hypotheses, whatever... There's this one guy I used to work to. He's one of my biggest skeptics ever. Yeah, he, you know, he... So, him and I have this whole thing. We, uh, back when I started the podcast and um, ended up leaving, you know, wildlife sciences, I actually got laid off. And, you know, he always was my biggest critic and, and he would make fun of me. He's like, you believe in Sasquatch? Come on, you know. And, and I'm like, hey, man, like, we find shit all the time that we thought was either dead or that we didn't know existed. And... We, uh, we were outside a lot, and whenever we would come across um, desert cottontails, the little rabbits, mm-hmm. I'd point at it and yell, look, Stephen, you know, it's a, it's a jackalope. It's a jackalope, Stephen. Did you see it? <laughs> you know, all, all quick as it runs through, you know, the, the, middle of the middle of the desert, and he goes, you know, he's like, come on, man. And the thing is about the jackalopes that a lot of people don't know is they think they're just a, an old American folklore, but the reality is, is um, the jackalopes are a real thing. Um, biologically, they're a real thing. So basically, what 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 accounts for the jackalope sightings over the years was there's this virus that rabbits can get that causes them to grow cancerous um, growths out of their head and face, and sometimes they just grow straight out of the top of their heads and turn into basically horns. And there's actually scientific documentation of this going back like 300 years. 
And a lot of people are like, it's just American folklore. And I'm like, no, no, it's a real thing. People really saw horned rabbits for a long time. They might not be their own species, but there are horned rabbits that have existed and will pop up periodically throughout uh, these regions. Huh. So people people want to want to discount it. I'm like, look, no, it's a real thing. You know, you can't always discount antidote. antidote. You always you just you can't discount um, people's sightings all the time. You know, some sometimes people will misidentify things because perception is unreliable, and I will admit that. But when you have thousands of people saying that they're seeing this thing, you know, they can't all be misidentifications. You know, they, they can't all be, oh, you know, it's a false memory. I, I just remembered it differently than it happened. You know, it can't all be that, you know? Yeah, it's, that's, it's astronomically <laughs> unlikely that it would be a mass hallucination, you know? Right. And I mean, e- and even with like the mass hallucination stuff, like a lot of, there's something about like the ancient air- alien theory where all these people were seeing this like, one particular event that went down, I can't remember if it was a craft or something, and modern historians have written it off as, oh, it was a mass hallucination. I'm like, why did, you know, like a thousand people mass hallucinate the same thing? You know, that, that didn't happen. So, I don't know. I don't know hmm. what it is. Who knows what it is? <laughs> That's freaky, man. All this stuff is freaky, and I love it. Oh, I know. It's it's great. It, it just, it opens up a whole other realm of uncertainty. Like we, we don't know. And that's, that's why there's no hard evidence and we can only have theories and, and we see what we see and some people accept what they see and, and other people don't. So here's kind of my, my, my shining Shining example of all this. So back when I worked in wildlife sciences, my specialty was um, ectotherms. So anything that didn't produce its own body heat. And, you know, a lot of the things that fuel the cryptozoology subculture is whenever we discover new things or something that, you know, people used to, think was extinct you know there's a kind of something romantic about that you know discovering of species that everyone thought was gone and while i worked uh in this field i actually stumbled across a toad right Mm -hmm. now the toad had some type of genetic anomaly that turned its skin the color of gold so i photographed it and i actually ended up getting a paper published on it back um I wrote it when I was 22, and actually I think it got published earlier this year. But it actually went through peer review and got published. So whenever, I mean, if you go out there and be like, yeah, if you go out in Arizona, there's uh, genetic anomalies that cause, cause toads to have the color of, uh, you know, yellow and gold skin only. People would think you're fucking high, you know? And now it's, now it's in, in scientific literature that, it, that this is a real thing that happens. What, what my, I theorized in my paper what I thought it was, um, that it was a type of leucistic um, thing. So there's, there's albinism and then there's leucism, which is um, albinism is, the, is you're missing every pigmentation. And then leucism is you're missing every pigmentation except for white. And this animal had like yellow eyes and yellow skin, and it was it was it was crazy. So 
before you know you let people discount you on that that something just can't exist because you know they, there's no hard proof of it doesn't mean that it's not out there you know and i think that if if a golden toad could exist you know what else exists out there you know yeah going off good but i'm sorry and i apologize i should have warned you that this is kind of a long story that's fine by me. I'm just chilling. I've got my morning coffee, and we are we're 35 minutes, and that's not bad at all. Uh, longest episode I've ever had was um, over an hour. You got time. Okay. I feel like I've been challenged. There you go. <laughs> um, so, theories. And strangely enough, like I said, this was the whole week leading up to uh, Halloween, the blue moon, and we're at about halfway through the week at this point, Wednesday, right. Thursday. And I'm explaining all of this to my mother because, like I said, she's really into it and she likes the drama. 100%. <laughs> she likes to see people tripping over themselves. Uh, her flavor of the week just happened to be a gentleman who was also interested in paganism and very heavily into Wicca, specifically the Church of Odin. And he happened to be friends with the gentleman who started the Church of Odin in Omaha. There you go. So the weirdness of all of this just happening to be at the same time was strange. Strange. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty fond of that word. <laughs> it seems to fit in many scenarios. So she put in a, a, an email to this guy asking him to come help us. They showed up the day before Halloween. Yeah. And they talked to me and they told me it was nowhere near as potent as I was feeling it was. Mm-hmm. And just that them being there, it was trying to hide itself is, is how they explained it to me. So they did a, lack of a better word, an exorcism of sorts. Okay. Uh, not as dramatic as, you know, all the movies with the, with the priest and the spraying holy water and things flying, nothing like that. <laughs> But he had some herbs and some gems, a few stones, and he was doing a ceremony in my mother's apartment because that's where we trapped it because I was a moron and <laughs> didn't do enough research. Do what you can with what you got. And yeah, they severed its tie to me, and I explained to them that we needed to go to where I lived because that was where it started. And so I called my roommate, told him we were coming. Um, they blessed his house, too. Did a very similar ritual. They gave me a piece of jet to carry in my pocket for the next week. And it's, they suggested that this new woman I had started hanging out with had set this on me. Whoa. Because there was, she, she wasn't part of a covenant. She was a solo practitioner. She was 
actively against covenants. And it was, and like I said, she was strangely assertive, bordering on aggressive, but it was low key, you know? Dude. Just that weird kind of strangeness to her. So there, but that, that was their suggestion was she had said it on me because I wasn't listening to her instructions to the letter. <laughs> That's weird. Like, yeah. And it's, I was like, this is a little over the top for punishment if you ask me, but okay. Dude, that is wild. But as soon as they completed the ceremony, I felt different. And they even said that they noticed differences immediately in my posture, um, my facial expressions, just everything about me had changed right there in that moment. I didn't have that, you know, that, that feeling on my shoulder anymore. So wild how that kind of stuff happens, dude. There's some weird stuff, man. Like a lot of these, like this witchcraft shit. I've had a lot of people on the show at this point and like, there was one girl that stumbled upon some weird witchcraft shit going on in the forest when she was a teenager and like she stumbled upon a camp or some shit. I, I think that one was Pennsylvania witchcraft. That was a good episode for anybody that new to the show and wants to go back and watch that one. That, that one's a really good one. And I remember I had this, this person never came on, but I talked to him off the air and he was telling me about how uh, this lady that his father was seeing when he was like 16 was into like all this weird witch shit and basically his father's entire demeanor changed and basically their family fell apart and as things started to fall apart he figured out like he found that this woman like he found a bunch of witchcraft shit that she was hiding in the house and I was like <laughs> what the fuck dude and he, she, he said that he like went in and I, I found all this crazy shit like voodoo dolls and that kind of stuff like you know where they're made out of like the stuffing and, and all, all kinds of shit like it was it was wild of a story and I'm kind of bummed he never came on but you know I don't know man there's there's a lot of weird stuff going on with this stuff mm. and uh it, it's it gets even better I know I keep saying that um <laughs> but given that they'd severed this thing and I did what they told me and I carried the jet and I did certain uh, meditations throughout the next week and everything was fine. There you go. Uh, let's see. The following summer I got pregnant. I had my son the March after that. And I was, you know, um, 20. I've got a baby. I'm still living at my mom's or moved back into my mom's at a different house. Right. And I'm sleeping in bed. Baby's asleep. Everything's fine. The usual stressed out new, new mother. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm not alone in my room. It's bad. And I look at the foot. I look at the foot of my bed and that thing is standing there. Oh, that's creepy. And it came back, <laughs> but it was just, it was just standing there staring at me while I'm trying to sleep. And I'm just like, I don't have time for this. I need to sleep. Go away. 
And I went back to sleep. And yeah, because I didn't see it again until two and a half years later in Oregon. I was living in Iowa when everything else happened. This time I was in Oregon. I've got two children now, all under the age, both under the age of three. I'm living in an RV out, like I said, amongst the advanced darkness. Creepy. And uh, once again, I walked into the bedroom and it was standing there once again at the foot of the bed in this tiny little room. Uh, Creepy. Yeah. And and I'm obviously tired of all the crap and I'm just like, (sighs) I really don't want to deal with this right now. I walked back out of the room, and I haven't seen it since. Hmm. Interesting. There you go. Guess it's gone. And I've never been able to track down any kind of demonologist or or anyone with advanced knowledge of this that could tell me why it came back. I don't know, man. I wish we had the answers. I really do. And what's really fucking weird is one of my cameras just... um, Battery just dropped. Uh, yeah, it that was, is. It was it was um about three fourths of the way full, and it just dropped to to flashing suddenly. I, we've, got, I, we've got probably about six <laughs> minutes left before that that thing dies on us. So, uh, continue with your story, but we'll try and kind of wrap it up here. Oh yeah, I mean that's that is pretty much the end of the story. I mean, aside from that, it's you know I'm I'm still looking for a demonologist. You know, someone with advanced knowledge that I do not have and cannot access reliably. Right. Because you can look up the same demon and pull up 50 different results and each one will give you a completely different story. Right. You know, probably, probably not the best place of information for this kind of stuff is, you know, the demon forums. So, man, that's crazy. Well, I, I hadn't actually discovered Reddit until just last fall. So, there you go. But um, I'm still trying to figure out how to search certain feeds on there. Yeah, just wait till uh, just wait till you get you know Reddit. Reddit's pretty good. You know, you get a lot of people. Like it's pretty healthy communities. You know, there's always the toxic few in the groups, but in general, like a lot of the the Reddit communities and the paranormal stuff are pretty pretty well accepting. And there's a lot of people in there that really know their stuff. You know, just well, if you if you happen to um, come across any of these people, feel free to send them my way <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. i'll send them your way it's uh but yeah i mean you should you should put up a post i, I don't i don't think that, that there's any harm in that you know uh there's a lot of people that put up like on the truth is here subreddit uh if you put up like a help post people will will respond to you and you'll get some good good information if you if you really if you're looking for it so well, the the good news is i mean i have never posted this story online anywhere so this is your exclusive. <laughs> oh, yes. I love my exclusives. All right. Well, if you feel like you want me to contribute some more some other time, my 100%. stories are a lot shorter than this. <laughs> That's fine. We can we can do a, like um we can do a bunch of small stories in another episode later down the line if you'd like to come back on cuz I I really enjoyed talking to you this time around. This that was a good one. I I think the stories were we're good, and I think that they're probably gonna. There's probably gonna be some viewers that come forward, like they always do, and say, "Hey, you know, I saw the same thing, or I've experienced the same thing." So I think it'll uh, 
it'll really help out. Yeah, it's, um, I'm pretty big in dream psychology too, so I have plenty of theories on that also. Fantastic. Thank you for coming on, Mary. It was great. And uh, I'll catch you next time.